Hi, this is your host, Suno Ronald. Join me as we get to unlock and expose what you need to know in order to have a great brand on the web. This is the Powerful Assistant Podcast where you get to have insights about digital marketing from the players and the shepherds. Now, this is the time. So over the years, you know, digital and social commerce have been to it. I really love with Jumia, except for Black Friday. Uh, notably, there was also a shop right and game. They did quite a, a good good number of display ads. Yeah. And, and and you could also see that in the footfall, by footfall, I mean the customers that actually ended up at, at the premises were really out. So, so key, key, key thing to think about is uh, game was really very huge on pushing the offers in digital. First of all, welcome to 2020. This is our first podcast. And I'm so delighted to have you guys listening here. Thank you for waiting. It has been a long while because you are promised to start off last year. But tonight, it's very special. We're going to be discussing a few things in tech and digital media. First of all, you have to understand we're going to be talking about trends of 2019, and then we shall go into the campaigns. Then later on, we shall go trends of 2020, trends of 2020 and campaigns, the best and the worst campaigns of 2019. Today on the show, I have none other than a, biz, uh, a digital enthusiast and expert uh, that I've known for quite a while now, about three years, and that's none other than Robert Sebonia. Welcome to the show. Robert. Right. Thank you for having me, Mr. Ronald Sona. Good to have um, you, man. I was expecting to hear drum rolls and you mentioned that I'm an expert here. Well, I'm only barely <laughs> trying and scratching the surface, so I'm, I'm happy to be with you. With due respect, um, you're notable in the industry. It's a very young country right now, and uh, I've known you. How long have you been doing uh, digital uh, marketing? Uh, so give and take, I, I consider my journey to have started uh, about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, but... Uh, that's pretty early in Uganda. There are some pit stops here and there. Yeah, I see. And uh, right now, where are you practicing from, just to share with your audience? Uh, so I work with a Schemi DSP. It's a programmatic advertising firm. Okay. Yes, based in Lithuania, but I'm part of the Africa team here. Ah, so you're representing Uganda, is that so? Uh, so part of Uganda, yes. How big are you in Uganda? Ah, uh, so we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are a small company, okay. very local, okay. uh, trying to uh, not just trying but doing uh, whatever it takes to uh, you know to offer the right programmatic advertising platform mm-hmm. for the Ugandan uh, brands, uh, both small brands and the big brands, making the millions, huh? Uh, so the dollars. The dollars. dollars. Oh, thank you for that correction. <laughs> um, so in dollars, you rarely talk about millions. You know that, right? <laughs> Come on. You yes. make money. But anyway, uh, I've known about programmatic advertising. And actually, I think I approached you sometime uh, about SKME DSP. And you guys have a good chunk of data that I'm, uh, I'm now in the know about. And um, I'm so impressed by uh, your, your, your next level of uh, operations. SKM DSP. I got to know you are when you're still in uh, Flamingo. When you're still working with Airtel as a, on the social media desk and you did amazingly well. I just want to share that and put it out of the bucket that you are really an expert and you're really a, such a good practitioner in this industry. Uh, thank you for that. I think I, I'll pick up this segment of the show and I send it to the family WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad and uh, and my non-existent children will be excited to hear ah, this. Oh, and talking about children, you say, when are you giving birth? Uh, so I have a lot of children. Yeah. Uh, they are mostly on the internet, though. Come on. They're bits and bites. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, um, you are now um, an expert for the short for today, who is going to be discussing about uh, the trends of 2020. What should we be expecting in the market? But before we go into that, I just wanted to take our audience into the best and the worst um, uh, campaigns of 2019. 
And uh, just also to give you an insight about this, how we're going to do it, it's going to be a bit fun. So I want us to first share a list of our top five, and then later on, we are going to award them. Cool, right? So we're going to be awarding each, we're going to put them in categories of um, the best uh, innovative campaign, um, number two will be the creative campaign, and the third one will be the best copyright, the fourth will be social responsibility, and the fifth will be digital execution. And these have like a breakdown of the meanings to every category, but I will, I will share that with the audience um, down below in our, in, our, in, our, in our resourceful panel to show them what it means by um, a creative, innovative and best copyright, just for a more, much more detailed uh, elaboration for those who may not understand the core terminologies of digital marketing. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, when you're speaking there, you're speaking there. Speak to the microphone of you guys. All right. We shall break out this. Now just speak, when you speak to the microphone, it even becomes easier. We get more sound. All right. And it will be more clear even in the audio. All right. So let's keep speaking there. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me just put this a little bit higher. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, so that's what we're going to be doing tonight. And um, first of all, I want to kick off with the best um, campaigns from your side, Robert. Which company knocked it out? In 2019, that you're so grateful and you, it's like it resonates with you and you really loved it. And so I, uh, I don't want to defer with the arrangement, but I'll just have a at least a top ten, then we can uh, exactly. cut, cut them down. Yeah. Uh, so over the years, you know, the digital and social commerce uh, bit of it, I really loved the way Jumia executes the Black Friday in terms of the display advertising online mm. and and the fact that they're always in your face and to make sure that you see something. Yeah. Uh, notably, there was also Shoprite and Game. They did quite a, a good uh, good number of display ads. Yeah. And 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 you could also see that in the footfall by footfall. Well, I mean, the customers that actually ended up at the, at the premises were really out of the roof. So for, for the November season, I really like that. Is that be, because of the advertisements you could want to add you? Uh, yeah, partly, you know, besides the word of mouth, you know, advertisement really works. Yeah, because they really get a huge sale in November. You know, it's their, like, celebrative, like, festive season. They're always up on the game, like, beyond any kind of business. Like, it's ShopRite, Christmas, you know, game stores. So I don't know how we can really equate that to... Uh, adverts on digital uh, so so key, key key thing to think about is uh game was really very huge on on, uh, on pushing the offers on digital for those who really followed the leaks so for example you know uh, me and my non-existent wife you know we bought a lot of household items because you could see the actual price on the, on the so? website yeah That's so good. we went there oh. so the, so the users really have they paid you to say that <laughs> no no not at all not at all not at all okay um that's a good one um i've so, so for the social commerce bit, social yeah. selling, I, yeah. I, I like that bit. I did see that actually. I saw a number of a number of uh, game and shoprite adverts. It's really shoprite is what I saw, and um, I was seeing them on the website. Uh, of course, I use VPN. I only like cast that out, and I deny that. But uh, I was seeing it on my VPN uh, application that I use. So yeah, yeah, I, an example, pragmatic media. By the yeah. way, that's one of uh, good inventory for yeah. this market. VPNs are quite big. I think from the top fifteen. Uh, website, you'll find that a good number, almost a third of it is, yeah. is coming from VPNs. Interesting. Uh, so another campaign that really caught my eye uh, was the Now Stout launch. Uh, it started off at the publicity stance of their website getting hacked uh, yeah. and the hacker asking for a beer formula. I don't know which kind of hacker really takes that much beer to want to know yeah. the beer, beer formula. Yeah. I turned out to be a hoax. 
almost uh, flawless, but I just uh, there's a few elements I didn't like about it. For example, they missed to put tags on the campaign, so there was no measurement and attribution from our side because I really scrutinized that campaign mm-hmm. before uh, featuring it in my top ten. But it's one of them. Uh, and uh, just before you move on to uh, now uh, the, the Niles Tout campaign, um, that's Tiba. Is that so? Yes. You excuse us to, to mention uh, the brand houses better managing this campaign. Um, I actually have a few colleagues in that house, um, in the company, and one of the time, one of the things that I was arguing about during that uh, whole season was um, hacking the website in Uganda. Um, where because you want to you want to target where the the, the biggest audience is, right? Is that so? How uh, realistic can it get for you to say, okay, you've hacked the website? What is found on the website? I believe that there are few Ugandans who are actually alcohol consumers. Exempting me, I don't consume alcohol. Uh, who'd rarely go to the website of what? Of um, of the Nile Brewery's website. So when I saw a campaign saying that, well, they've hacked the website, of course, now we all got to know this must be a campaign from Nile Breweries. They're going to learn something. And I would think that they wanted to bring it like more in secrecy that this is actually, re- it has really been hacked. So it was so far fetched for people to believe that actually, well, this is something that is real and it's not just promo best. I, I don't know how it, it affect, uh, it's going to affect our future um, ads in Uganda because if like anyone is planning to take the truth, make sure I think they should uh, focus on um, the audience side and how realistic you can get. That's why the only thing I saw about that, but, but I really commend the whole hacking thing and the mask that came out. So, so yeah, I think the timeline, 24 hours was, was, was short for an absolute impact. I also felt that they failed. They, I don't want to say that they failed. I'm not the best position to say it. But I felt like the paid media side of it wasn't really punching hard enough. Yeah. So you mentioned about the numbers. Uh, Eskimi has about 6.5 million Ugandans, that, profiles of Ugandans that they can reach. There was a way that Hacker could have owned up that campaign and pushed it by himself alongside the... Alongside the uh, influencers uh, for for the brand for the brand of those that are not, that are not for the brand. Also, it, the campaign also had some challenges because it was not really challenges. It was being pushed by some of the known uh, peer publications or online publishers, so it it could lack on the authenticity there. Yeah. But it's a good campaign, and personally, it's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like. For you to think of like to think to come out of the box and think of something like that, first of all, I would want to commend the job well done for who was thinking about the whole hacking thing. Like I told you, I enjoyed when I saw that whole guys hackers coming out at the launch and you know, they were all like in celebration and the whole like assembled. It was really interesting to see that. So I I, I commend that the whole work they did and it, when it came to strategy. Yes, good stuff there, TBWN. Yeah. So the other one was uh, the Airtel My Hustle, which is my third one, not in many particular order. Uh, it was well done, you know, no biases here, by the way. Well-run campaign with very good deal of thought, especially in the paid media side of things. If you see the Airtel My Hustle, you saw it got the right number of views, it got the right number of eyeballs that they needed, the right targeting. So for me, Havas, Blue Flamingo, and Airtel really did yeah, a very be- good job. When it oh, came sorry, to pushing uh, and be, also on top of that, they had a very beautiful microsite. Can so you, for me, in terms of, um, can you first elaborate more about uh, the My Hustle campaign? What it was about, first of all. So My Hustle, no, no, just open it. You know, the small brief is basically Airtel is pushing. Yeah, it's, they have uh, now they're in season two. Mm-hmm. So basically, they were just pushing, uh, uh, pushing different hustlers. 
and how they're using the inter- they're using the internet to power their hustles. Oh, That's just my basic exactly. takeaway from there. Right. Just it was, I've I've seen now over so two years. You say season two? Yeah, now in season two. I think this is the second year. Yes. Like the last is probably third year, uh, but uh, it's season two. Yeah, it's so been long over. It has been a nice one. Um, so I think that is a friend of of, of yours called Joel. Is he called Joel? Like I use my director. Ah, so it's really John Senkevi. Yes, please. He's doing an amazing job there. Ah, so so yeah. So you have to give it up to John. Uh, the agencies, uh, Blue Flamingo and Habas, and oh. Big Airtel team, that was really work well done. Yeah. The visual storytelling, you know, so, you feel the life of the hustler. Video is because yeah. I saw people were doing like interviews. Yes. So the user generated content facing kind of content yeah. is really really good for the market, yeah. and it's it's it's, it's longevity content. This yeah. is content that you're going to watch next year, the yeah. other year, if exactly. you haven't watched yeah. it. And you're not just watching; you're learning, you're getting educated exactly. about it. So good stuff there. Uh, my fourth campaign was, uh, you know, I I know I partly participated in this one back in the day. Uh, it was the DFCU Gist show, very good show. It's it was a video show, you know, that talks about love, love and money matters. Those who saw it really felt it was uh, it was a very good marriage between two-step cousins, which was love and money. Mm. It was very well done. You can look it up online. Uh, It was very, very well done. I have my criticism of that, but I don't want to throw them out. Why not, please? Uh, It's a a project I was really part of. Uh, I felt also it's in its paid media efforts. Uh, when we are little didn't punch hard enough, okay. so that's why you probably didn't know about the campaign. Yeah. as well that like, people who I saw it were like, I, "Yeah, I, I must have it. seen. I, I must have seen, seen it for like once, mm. but it was like I didn't get excessive like attention. Didn't my my attention like full throughout throughout like for about a week or something like that. How long was it? It's about. Uh, it's still actually ongoing, but it was meant to be a February, you know, month of love campaign. That's oh. was 2019. Very good, very good campaign. Very good content. People who saw it, people in the I think I really we loved it. Um, the word gloves. No, that's the battle for cash. And that's battle for cash. Yeah, I, I think I saw battle for cash more than that one. Uh, okay, so yeah, so maybe you know, DFCU team, uh, scanner team. These guys are very brilliant, and I know they'll make sure we we have more eyeballs of that really beautiful yeah. campaign. The other campaign that I really liked uh, that had good legs, uh, you you wanted to put it in the social responsibility category, maybe. Uh, the next no excuse now Burry's campaign for the sexual harassment brilliant. campaign. I well done that. from this perspective. Yeah. A three sixty campaign. It is everywhere. You go chat don't know you find it. You go on the internet, you find it. Yeah. They had the right. Uh, uh, they had good use of influencers, the right kind of guys who have a voice and who can push it out there. It's always so good to see campaigns not just sticking on digital, but coming out in realness and you really co- see it coexist. Like how you talked about Chad on the Sarape um, uh, pitch where you know there were all of the billboards. Because so now, now Breweries is a premium sponsor of the rugby tournament. Yes. So it was of an advantage for them because right now they are running now, Stout is it. Now, then it was um, Nail, the Nail Special and the Stout, the, the, sorry, the Excuse No Excuse campaign really stood out. You could see that the, the boards there all laid out on the ground. It was just so special to see. And also the videos that they made on digital and were talking about advocacy in terms of sexual harassment. It was nice. Yeah, so I love the wings of it on digital, so on the social network inside, especially on Twitter. So mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, they nailed it there. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's so much they could have done with it, but I feel they nailed it there. At my on number six, I have, uh, I have, I'll just uh, categorize this category. I hope uh, we, we can add it on team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have app install campaigns. So mm-hmm. app installs are really huge. And many brands, especially banks, almost every bank has an app and every telecom almost has an app, but I don't know how to push them. So you find someone running, 
running uh, an app install campaign has a normal display campaign with no yeah. call to action for people to download the app. Yeah. So I liked the Centenary Bank, Centenary Mobile, and how they pushed it. It has about 50,000 app installs. I don't know if they're all from last year. Uh, very well done. I my Airtel my app my Airtel app very well done for an app install campaign. Then DFC Investment Clubs they have about just five thousand installs, but uh, for a, for a product which is for investment clubs that's a huge number. So yeah. imagine those are five thousand uh, app installs. Imagine the average maybe investment club has seven members plus. So that's yeah. a huge number. So it was a well well done campaigns in the app install category. And uh, isn't Centenary Bank like the second biggest in ranking? I think. Uh, maybe to DFCU uh, and Stambik is of course the number one. Oh, oh Stambik yeah. is number one. I think yeah. it was DFCU after the talk of yeah. Bank Though in terms of views and number, in terms of number of customers, yes. uh, Bank is number one. Ah, that's beautiful. So it was a good for them. It was a good one for them. Yeah, to to move their customers exactly. To, yeah, to digital. At the time, I think also they were really pushing out for the visa for the visa card. Is that so? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it was Yeah. Before I even forget where well, we it all starts in mean, number eight, number seven, actually. We have MTN and Airtel. Mm. Uh for so many years, those of us who have been on the internet since 2004, mm. I'm not that old by the way. Yeah, uh, you know that MTN and Airtel have, have barely changed their sites. In case they have, they always use their group sites. Yeah. Group websites. So I was really excited when I saw well-designed uh, websites, a slightly better content than we had been used to the last uh, decade. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, very good content being created there that they weren't creating before. Almost every product of theirs is featured there. So someone has where to start from. So for the content marketing efforts, I feel like, yeah, MTN and Airtel have made the bright steps. Uh, now who, uh, AfriSale is missing in that race, especially with uh, the new brand overhaul. I'm sure you've seen what AfriSale is being yeah. out there. So if they can move that to the website, I think the industry is about to see uh, the leaders, once those leaders take those steps, we'll be able to see other companies jump on board. So yeah. for me, digital is not just social networking sites. Yeah. It's the website. The website. So that's exactly. the home yeah. of everything. Yeah. Uh, another really wild card on my list, I'm sure you've not heard of this, or you didn't expect this to be analyzed. Uh, there's a new type of online advocacy that's, you know, happening from the Zoe Ministries people. Uh, people they call from the Prophet Elvis Bonnie yeah, Ministries. Yeah. So they, they've created an overwhelming social presence I'm telling during you, like, the, uh, during the last year, uh, yeah. so it caught many people off guard. Uh, they've been almost training every week. Yeah, every day they want to train. I think exactly. they just decide to train, and you know they're everywhere. Yeah. And not just that. I, you know, I watch the internet for. I watch the parts of the internet beyond just the social networking sites. Even on the blogs and websites, mm. they have articles there. They yeah, are being featured when you search on Google, you know, they just getting heavily, yeah. I not just uh, getting the it's, wrong. It's it's a good opportunity for all um, church organizations and. Uh, you know, one who is trying to go in that lane of uh, spiritual, you know, uh, preaching and stuff like that, for to put out their messages. Because um, one of the one of one of one of the greatest topics I see that really trend online is about leadership and inspirational. Anyone at least they have maybe a, a pastor or a sheikh or some inspirational book or an application on their mobile phone, and I think these guys play too much. In people's lives so when i see uh very uh crazy hungry uh youths out there really pushing out uh, their fellowship you know messages out there like how you see the mentioned one prophet elf simbonye he has really done he has nailed it especially on twitter once you wake up by saturday it's already trending so if at all you are planning to go uh you know you know planning you're not planning to go to church 
and you wake up to that um, hashtag, trust me, you go. You go to you, you. Chances are high you may go to the to, to the what to the to the fellowship. I yeah. Mean, so they have a Sunday show that happens <laughs> at around okay. noon. So I think the takeover of the internet is meant to notify the people that hey, watch this show on NTV at noon. Yeah. So I I, I, I like that about them. Uh, so maybe on number nine, I liked. Uh, I think it was more of a publicity stunt, but I liked how it was managed. Uh, they protested, voted uh, the the publicity stunt of Absa, the entry. So yeah, this, journey, to, journey to Absa. Yeah, no, but there's this guy uh, who uh, pinned up uh, a sticker on the rear windscreen of his car, uh, saying, uh, uh, "Voted Barclays has the worst bank when it comes to customer care." Mm. And this is a guy who has been a customer for Barclays Bank for the last thirty years. Mm. So this post was posted on uh, the tried and tested uh, name and shame pages. Very big at uh, name and shaming brand brands. So I like the way they you know they came after it. The articles about it, the bank came out almost immediately with a statement. Yeah. They yeah. got in the guy and exactly. had a talk with the guy. So it's it was really 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 a very good way of catching people's ears and eyeballs. Was that intended? And so that's that's the, that's the line I'm not sure about because I felt like with the with the with with her, the the response, the timely response sort of made it appear over press release. Sort of made it appear like these guys were, uh, these guys were you know part of this. But uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the treaty happened. Uh, so so we talked about uh, this gentleman called Stephen Gumikiriza, who has been a customer for who was a customer for Barclays Bank for mm-hmm. now after for thirty years, and he's uh, you know he did a sticker and put it on his Toyota Duet, and uh, you know it was saying that uh, Barclays Bank has the worst customer care yeah so it, it caused the uh, you know people you know the right it got the right eyeballs and earballs yeah. say uh, for lack of a better word yeah. and I, I liked the way it was done and how the bank responded and, and you know it, it for me I felt like it was a precursor to the absolute yeah. in my view and chances are high of course it could have been behind it I, 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 I'm just saying like uh, we know how you know Companies come out to play those tricks just to make sure that they're still that sounding. You're still because you couldn't say there was some they had a campaign before to say, oh, you know what, a bank is big in the market and so everyone's working. It's what is going to affect like when for Absa. So we need something relevant, something that is you know pushing it out there to know that bank is still existing and if at all Absa comes into the country, it will still also make heavy impact to them. Yeah, so then on the innovation side, I liked uh, Stanbic Chalaisi mobile game that was created to mimic the old school. You remember your brick game back yeah, then? Yeah. So they mimicked the brick. They did a social media, uh, they did a programmatic advertising banner mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, you could be able to, they mimicked the work, uh, you know, the, the brick game. And then they had this uh, uh, shopping cart inspired game, mm-hmm. the same way you look at a brick game. So it was a very good execution. And I saw a lot of people engaging with it. Uh, the people who are their target audience. So it was a very, it was, I think, the most, the best banner design last year. Uh, it was done by. I like their, their billboards. I've just liked their billboards. They're all over the whole zoom out. It's so dope. Yeah. So very good stuff uh, for the Chalice campaign uh, yeah. by Metropolitan Republic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's the 10 there. I can always break them down to which one, uh, one, which category. Yeah. Um, From the 10, I think I, you just mentioned Johnny Twabsa on my list. Uh, my list it also had um, no excuse. Uh, now special. I also had um, I also had to connecting which you didn't mention. To connecting it was really a good um campaign because uh it's one of the revolution in terms of influencer marketing I've seen. 
really well, where you register return of investment. They were telling their influencers actually like uh, tell your audiences to use your code and then at the end of the day, we could see how many entries we've gotten from your influential audience, from, 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 your, from your account, which was something very special. Normally, we always see when people are trying to influence for, um, campaigns, they don't really have uh, a backfall on how, how did you perform this thing just away from the numbers, how many people can you influence, what position do you hold? So I like that when we were doing uh, the whole uh, promotions during the season of 2019, the two connecting ad uh, really stood out for me in terms of how they were collecting their uh, return on investments. Okay, that's, that's beautiful because uh, attribution is one of the things that are really key in the digital marketing space. Yeah. And if they're able to do that, that was uh, really, uh, it's not a fast, yeah. uh, you know, for the campaigns I've worked on, it's one of the things that I always went there. Yeah. But uh, if it was really done for the Pepsi campaign, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's a really nice one. And also the other one that I would want to put away uh, to, 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 put, to add on to this uh, is the DSTV Bail IEC, that's the Lugandan version, I want to say. And then the English version was, uh, everyone is watching. I liked how, how it launched. And because uh, we saw it was just um, plain black, I think it was black, something like that. And it was in the newspapers. I'm like, what is this that we don't know? Everyone is watching. Of course, after the investigation and seeing who are always influencing for DST, that's when we, call, we could understand, wait, it's for DST. But no one knew for almost like a whole week. And we, only the influencers who are behind it knew about this whole everyone is watching. Uh, yeah, so 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 I, I shockingly uh my, my my favorite about that campaign was uh, was a different tech. Mm. Uh so that campaign if you watch closely was launched before that one week accidentally. So uh, one of the DSTV uh, staff or more choice staff leaked an email um of the price cut down exactly. that yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was uh that had never gone that low in terms of prices, and then it was all over WhatsApp group. I know it. I guess it. I know it was accidental because yeah. you could see it was an email from the person. Exactly. And then yeah. it was all over. So, I, yeah. so for me, when I saw that, my eye was already open. Uh, my eyes already open and waiting for a campaign from them, and I knew that's what they were launching yeah. as soon as I saw that. So it was. Uh, yeah, but it was a so it was an okay those, campaign. Those are about like twelve of them, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's about twelve of them. Yeah. I don't know if you're writing down. <laughs> yeah, it's about twelve. Yeah, so about the worst campaigns, I don't know on your side. You have any worst <laughs> campaigns? Oh, for starters, um, just like everyone in this market, yeah. uh, I don't feel we have those uh, mind waxing, compelling, creative digital campaigns. Yeah. In 2019, every most of you you will agree with me, mm. but those campaigns we mentioned were really standouts. And compelling doesn't have to always be something that is viral. Exactly, it could be something that is yeah. rela- relevantly reaching the right target audience. Uh, for that's why I mentioned those campaigns up. I felt they would nail that. But because people always expect very low viral ideas that they have seen, on, you know, getting awards out there. Exactly. Yeah, we don't have those, but those campaigns were really outstanding. Yeah, because it does. My eyes are really way opened up when I just saw what Super Bowl was. People are doing the Super Bowl in the USA. It was really fantastic. And for us to get that kind of a copy, it will take a lot of investment, uh, first of all. Uh, so, yeah. so which investment in this case? Um, in terms of production, first of all, uh, we're talking about companies that are, may, may not even surpass 500 million, 500 million uh, Uganda shillings in um, profits per month. And everyone is really... Uh, did you correct that? 500 million profits per month? Yes, in profit. 500 million in profits okay. per month. And everyone is yearning for that same audience. So how how great are you going to make out the best advert? Because 
comparing to the markets, we're talking about the US, relatively, I mean, I don't know, billions and thousands. So they can risk and there's too much they can go, they, they can do for this campaign. So yeah, this just to make a, a bit of perspective about uh, the market difference between Uganda and why we don't see too much of creativeness mm. in other companies versus uh, the side of Uganda to the US. That's good, by good thought. Uh, my, though I tend to defer on that one, I feel like uh, it comes down to the creative idea and the right market insight, like right insight. I think what, one of the biggest runs that, is it Volvo from Sweden? Yeah. Hijacked. Uh, the Super Bowl of 2017 or 14. Yeah. And, then, and the, the, you remember, the, what did they do? Um, it was brilliant. <laughs> what did they do is the question. Um, they made sure that everyone was tweeting uh, the hashtag, I'm forgetting the hashtag, and uh, it was about it was about the Volvo car. And they say they say oh they, I remember they say use that hashtag and um, type it below every brand that you see about Super Bowl, and you could find Mercedes Benz, uh, Jeep, uh, every kind of uh, automated you know automotive uh, industry that was putting out content there. Do I just no, that, that's exactly what my point I wanted to yeah. bring to you. So it's not about the bu- budgets, it's about the creative insight, creative idea. And yeah. for me, that always wins it. I'm not saying we haven't gotten there as Uganda. Some yeah. campaigns like in Nairobi down here, man, man, guys do really, really very well thought out, simple ideas. I think we'll have a show where we just discuss ideas and, yeah. and their sheer brilliance and how yeah. they come to life yeah. on another you know, front. Uh, maybe you can talk about the worst campaigns now. The worst campaigns, just to first of all, uh, clear this out of the way. So I was like, we need to get out the worst campaigns and really nail them to the table. And what I made sense of this is that we're still a young company. Sorry, we're still a young industry. Uh, for me to nail a company that is not performing well because of their um, digital um, weaknesses and stuff like that, maybe unappropriately correct and also trying to, try to really safeguard my reputation here. <laughs> but anyway, um, I feel companies that are not investing in terms of a social media manager, uh, a digital marketing company, is uh, is doing injustice to themselves because now we are having how many about two million Ugandans on Facebook and a about four. exactly and about six hundred five hundred on Twitter. No, okay, based on um, based on uh, we social data, uh, it's about one hundred and ten thousand active active users, right? Yes. Yeah. So there is so much unless you have those worst campaigns on your list, please bring them on board. But yeah, I'll be ready to discuss that. And so, so, so mine are not worse campaigns per se, uh, probably bad faith campaigns. Uh, so you hear my first campaign and you'll agree with me. One of the campaigns that you know was trending across 2019 is the Bank of Uganda crisis and constant attacks by some influencers and publishers of a bank, I think it's called DFCU, and then the Bank, bank of Uganda as well. So for me, that's, uh, that kind of campaign was, didn't make my mark. Was it a campaign or was uh, so it a crisis? It's, so it's a comp- it's campaigns that have gone on across the year. If you watch the internet, you'll see that they always have, you know, they're always doing something in that line. Yeah. So for me, it was one of the worst. Because it has a pool of, uh, DFC really has also, a, 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 sorry, a former mm-hmm. crane back now, uh, one of the Sudiru Palaria uh, uh, network have these good influencers that are, you know, having good big numbers there. And whenever they see something about DFCU that is really um, counter into into their space, because 
the buy-off was not in any peace good measure. The buy-off was really, uh, they took it off offensively. So whenever that's something, because recently also another thing has come up, uh, DFCU had to leave the premises of, uh, of Crane Bank, from a Crane Bank. And you could see uh, DFCU has been told to get out or something like that. So I really don't consider them as campaigns, but these are, they, they, they attack the individuals and it really affects not just the industry, but also it can affect them because they took it further to a step whereby they wanted to get their data from Twitter. And those are emails that we saw linking and requests from Twitter that they wanted to really uh, block these Twitter accounts of influencers in Uganda. So when we really, really want to talk about the campaigns, let's be uh, realistic with, uh, is it really in line with promoting something or are they just doing bad PR to affect a certain client? Yeah, so it's, it's, it was an organized way, an active way towards a particular goal. And for me, that qualifies as a campaign. And so that's why it's in my, not my, not my favorite campaign. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so the other one was, uh, you know, Quese and Quese Iflex, Quese Play, you know, going so hard in 2018, pushing the product, and then they jump out of the market. So for me, I uh, I feel like, and you'd see the products online being pushed. you find a YouTube ad targeting you for Kwese, for example. So for me, those campaigns, I felt like needed to have been looked out for beta. Okay. Uh, the other one is, uh, this. Uh, this is, I had to pass this in as well. I said, vote of no confidence from Google, WhatsApp, Netflix, and Facebook in this market. They run advertising campaigns in other countries, but those they didn't run any campaigns in Uganda. I'm not sure if you saw any Netflix campaign for Uganda. So for me, that absence is something notable. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they really consider where they are, like in terms of offices as well, choices of offices. You could look at, um, they are in South Africa, Facebook. Yeah. Um, they have strongholds in Nairobi, which is an East African office, mm. and also in Nigeria, which is uh, West Africa. So. Uh, Netflix as well, it is in South Africa, mm. which is the only country, the only the only country they are existing without an office. But they have users in these countries. Pardon? They have users in these countries. Yeah, they do have, but they yes. are very small. Like I told you, the audience matters that you're trying but, to... But you, you grow them, so you grow them. So if you have an audience in Uganda, you grow them. How do you move to the next? You don't expect Netflix or Facebook to pump in a lot of money mm. in a small audience. You understand? Okay. Uh, yeah, because... They, they go be you understand? So I don't see any relevance of them really pushing out too much content. They would better off campaign. Actually. So the question is campaign. So the campaign. Campaign. Uh, campaign, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't seen the social media campaigns that you're talking about when you say it on Facebook. Is that, uh, yeah. So you, I don't know if you've seen some WhatsApp campaigns for the Indian market. I think I have. So yes. I've seen. Okay. No, the last one is for brands that don't apportion uh, big enough market uh, digital marketing budgets. So we see that three quarters of the campaigns on digital uh, or social media uh, are being adapted from billboards and procures mm. and newspapers. So for so, me, that sucks and makes so many campaigns my worst campaigns last year in summary. I, I want to cite an example. I'd say I'm going to share the worst campaigns, but recently I saw um, a beer in Uganda. It's called Singles One. And they were having... Um, they were having this presser. They gave, I think it was a, it was, it was a giveaway donation. It was about like 500, 500 million or 700 million. It was about 700 million, too much money. And it was like, okay, so I went on their social media page 
And I found out they had about relatively below 10,000 likes on Facebook. And I was like, how much you can invest into uh, a CSR campaign, a CSR project, but then even uh, the post that you make, you publish on your social media, barely gets more than 100,000, 100, 100 likes on Facebook. So the, the company, yes, uh, I agree with you. Those ones who don't really actually go into uh, <laughs> Facebook and, uh, sorry, social media advertising, digital advertising, yes, yet they spend too much millions of dollars of organic links into uh, projects. And you could see that they need these audiences for their relevance. You've seen now the social media is just more than making noise and you know uh, posting products, but also it brings um, that kind of uh, communication feedback, which is very important for the company. Uh, so it's very important for companies right now at a time like this when you have too much money for billboards, traditional media, you should at least maybe cut it like by twenty percent and give some to digital. Yeah, so 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 they have they have digital presence. I I like that part. But they are getting the billboard coordinate and putting porting it or adapting it to social media uh, or digital advertising yeah. sometimes. So that's what I don't like about uh, those are my worst campaigns. I and there are many I can't mention them because uh, you know because of my role here and there. Yes, uh, I've yes. seen that. And and just to expound on that, uh, it's that because. I've seen that because you see, it gets a, the battle between people who are doing content for billboards versus the battle of people who are creating content for social media. Uh, in that you see good content on social media, but then you go to maybe the newspapers or something like that, you find content which is very known. So, you know, I'll take, I'll take a brand. So, uh, so I don't uh, want to. It's called Cold Feet. Yeah. We all catch them. So yeah. It's okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, guys, by the way, our next episode uh, will be about trends for 2020. Thank you for tuning in. Catch you next time on the Powerful Assistant Podcast as we get new strategies and techniques which will enable our businesses thrive and strive. See you then on the next episode. Join the conversation on social media using the hashtag PowerTalksPodcast. And also you can catch us on Facebook, PowerTalksPodcast. See you there. This podcast is produced by Powerful Assistant Network, a digital media company that provides the best solutions to website development, social media management, and mobile advertising.